well in your beds. Because if this thing comes true, there ain't gonna be any more. It's an elevator. Somebody sent those dead up here to get us. Now, there's no controls outside, but there's maintenance overrides in there. I was wrong. We were so wrong. We must leave. Hello, welcome once again to Dark Discussions, your place for the discussion of horror, film, fiction, and all that's fantastic. I'm one of your co-hosts, Philip, from the state of New Hampshire in the U.S. of A., and with me in the state of Michigan. This is Eric. Hey, Eric, what's going on? Not much. Excellent. And how are you doing? I am well. Excellent. I you realized you asked me the wrong question. Yes, that's why I, I asked. <laughs> <laughs> because it felt out of place. I go, there was no I am well. But anyway. Uh, and in the state of New York. Hi, this is Mike. Mike, how are you? I'm fine, Phil. How are you? Doing all right. How was uh, Pam's uh, thing on Sunday night uh, where she was in the orchestra? Uh, that was just the local. It was a concert. It was a Veterans Day concert. It was fine. I had some students, uh, current and former, in the thing. It's, uh, you know, an occasional instrument may have been out of tune, but it was nice. <laughs> Very well. And in the Commonwealth of Virginia. Hey, this is Barrett. Barrett, how are you, sir? I'm doing all right. Excellent, excellent. All right, sounds good. Uh, in the background, I got the TV on because uh, I'm going to be in the background of some, some TV on the Boston station because of uh, Casey's Rib Shack. Uh, they did a uh, uh, thing on it on the local New England Chronicle or Boston Chronicle to talk about, and I'm I'm always there for trivia and stuff, and so uh, it was it's a good time, it was fun. But anyway, uh, that's in Manchester, New Hampshire. Anybody who uh, wants to have good barbecue in the New England area, it's rated the best barbecue in New England, or actually in New Hampshire for the past like 15 years or something. So it's a it's a staple. They've been around for. 20-something years. Anyway, uh, I am uh, here to uh, talk about stuff. And what we do here on Dark Discussions Podcast is we talk about movies. So horror, sci-fi, fantasy, thrillers, techno-thrillers, mysteries, grindhouse, outhouse, midnight movies, foreign language films, uh, cult films, and the like, grindhouse films, all that stuff. Uh, basically, we try to talk about films – or well, let me rephrase that. Basically, we try to talk intelligently about topics that deserve intelligence, which is these type of films. Um, so today is November 5th, November 16th, 2023, for some of our listeners like Pam, who are always curious to know when we record these episodes, because sometimes they are not released immediately after they're recorded, because some of them are put into the queue uh, for release later. Uh, for example, Next week is Thanksgiving. We will not be recording, so we'll have one of those queued up podcasts released. Maybe two, actually. We'll probably have two. So um, 
uh, folks can uh, always hear our podcast, even if they're not immediately released. This one here will maybe be one of those that will be released immediately. Um, what else? Uh, we have a website, www.darkdiscussions.com, where you can uh, find all our podcasts, plus you can find all our podcasts wherever podcasts are found, like Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play, Apple Podcasts. And uh, um, what was the one that you listened to, Eric? Over, overcast. overcast. Yeah, overcast. Uh, and then uh, it used to be on Spot, not Spotify. Uh, it used to be on uh, Stitcher, but now Stitcher uh, was bought out and merged into iHeartRadio, where you can find us. Uh, you can also get all the podcasts right off the website. We have an email, darkdiscussions at aol.com. Just put in DDP in the subject, and then whatever subject you want to talk about in the subject as well. And we will read your emails on the podcast. Uh, just put DDP so we can find the email because we do get hundreds of emails daily from uh, people, companies, independent filmmakers trying to have us review their films and your email could get lost. But if you put in DDP in the subject, we can search for DDP and boom, all the emails with DDP in the subject will pop up and we will find your email and we will read it on the podcast. Uh, Eric, what else can people find on uh, docdiscussions.com, the website? Well, Phil, they can find a link to our Patreon account. Patreon is a service that allows you to financially contribute to your online artists like podcasters. Uh, you can go to patreon.com slash dark discussions or click on the Patreon badge of any page of darkdiscussions.com. Uh, producing this show is not free. We have to pay for things like domain names and website hosting and computer equipment and movie rentals and so on and so forth. So if you'd like to help offcat, offset the cost of doing the show. That's how you can do it. And you know, contributions are greatly appreciated. Indeed, indeed. And uh, we do have a Facebook group called uh, Dark Discussions Podcast Facebook group where you can uh, join and uh, uh, post things, whether it's uh, uh, information about uh, movies, uh, video games, whatnot. You can start a conversation there or you can uh, comment on anything else that's there as well. Um, also, the, one of the best ways you can uh, support us besides the Patreon is to share the podcast link. So go to darkdiscussions.com uh, or wherever you f- follow the podcast and uh, share it We're on your social media accounts so other people will know we exist. Also, you can go to iTunes, which is now called Apple Podcasts, and you can uh, do a review of the website, uh, or I should say the podcast there, and uh, that is always helpful as well. Five-star reviews are always preferable, and um, thank you in advance, Uh, as well as for those who do donate uh, to the podcast and help us out in all the ways that they have in the past, such as Travis Heckle, who's donated art for us, um, and then the folks who visited us or became friends with us at conventions, um, and uh, those who've uh, donated to uh, Patreon, as well as all the people who are uh, members and listeners to the podcast. Uh, we do have, at the end of this podcast, we will list the top 10 podcasts in the past 30 days. Uh, we do that uh, now, or we're trying to do that every uh, episode. Um, all right, so that's pretty much our house cleaning. So from here, we can uh, get into our episode tonight. So, uh, Eric, uh, what are we going to discuss tonight? Tonight, we're going to be talking about a movie currently available for digital rental called Hands of Hell. Ladies and gentlemen, 
ladies and gentlemen of the East Texas area, make sure to double check the locks on your doors tonight. Two of Texas' most notorious murderers have escaped. To a killer weekend with great friends. Y'all ready? Do not ready. Any reason Hello? That was weird. The owners. I could have sworn she said they were in their 60s. Who's being paranoid now? Patrol found a prison guard dead by the fence. Please, don't kill me. That's right, Hands of Hell is a new 2023 film uh, recently released. Uh, the film is an independent production uh, directed by Gianna Lutz and Andrew Evans, uh, written by Gianna Lutz and stars Gianna Lutz, as well as a number of other folks, including uh, Britton Emmert, uh, Brady Box, Abby Anderson, Chase Walker, Adam Kitchen. And Ariana Camacho, McPike, among others. Uh, the film is available wherever films are um, rented or purchased uh, for VOD. So uh, wherever you uh, want to uh, go, such as Apple or Amazon or or Vudu or YouTube or wherever, it's it's pretty much available everywhere. Um, so uh, that's the the film, the people behind the, the production, as well as uh, in front of the camera. Once again, uh, this is a uh, woman, co-woman director and writer, and she also is the lead, one of the leads in the film. So uh, if you're a fan of uh, female perspective, uh, people behind the, the uh, camera, uh, this is one of those type of films. Um, all right, so I guess we can get into uh, how we heard about this film and what we thought about it. And uh, let's start with you, Eric. Um, I came across this movie while I was just uh, scrolling through rentals. Uh, the artwork caught my attention, so I threw it, threw it in my watch list. Uh, and then later Phil suggested that we do an episode on it. Um, so um, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna preface this. Uh, Gianna Lutz um, seems to be the driving force behind this movie. And to her, I say, congratulations, you wrote a movie, you directed the movie, you starred in the movie, you got the movie distributed, and none of that is a small feat. So congratulations. However, I did not care for this movie. Um, I'm sure she's a lovely person, um, and I'm not trying to crap on her as a person. <laughs> so with that being said... Um, I didn't find this movie very compelling. Um, I thought it had some of the most unrealistic violence I've seen in quite some time. Um, I didn't find it particularly interesting. Um, yeah. And uh, honestly, I would recommend um, if someone wants to watch a movie uh, with similar themes, that's a lot better. Go check out uh, natural born killers. Um so yeah, I'm I'm I'll I'll leave it there. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna 
go on for minutes about how much I didn't like this movie, but I did not care for it. All right, sounds good. Uh, let's go with you, uh, Barrett. Yeah, I pretty much agree with Eric. Um, one of the things I didn't like about this movie is it felt very sanitized as far as the violence, and I think if it had not been, maybe I'd have been more interested in the movie. Um, everything kind of happens off camera in most events. It's just blood splatter. Um, and acting is so-so for me. Um, and the story just wasn't that interesting. And I would agree with Eric, just watch Natural Born Killers. Um, but yeah, that's my feelings on it. All right, sounds good. Uh, let's go here, Mike. Mike? Mike? Did we sorry, lose I Mike? Watched, yeah, I'm sorry, I was on mute. Uh, I first watched it, I, I first became aware of it because you suggested we watch it, and whenever you suggest we watch a movie uh, that no one's heard anything about, I assume it's either something that you think is about aliens, and then ends up not being, or something that you think has hot chicks in it. I'm going to guess you thought it was the latter. Um, I'm going to kind of back up. Or, or psychopaths. Cluster bees. Don't forget cluster bees. Yeah, yeah, I understand that, but you like cluster bees that are hot chicks. So, um, <laughs> I, 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 I did not really care for this. Um, I will say I didn't hate it. Uh, I don't know is this her if this is her first film or not. And I agree absolutely. What I always say that it's just an impressive feat to be able to get a movie made. She's probably made a better movie than I could have. Uh, and it's a starting point. Um, but, uh, does everybody have a glass in front of them? Because I'm going to say it, uh, I found this derivative. <laughs> uh, take your drink. And it's been done before. It's been done better. I didn't find anything that I could grab onto as original. Anything that made me say this was a story that was worth telling. Um, and that's kind of problematic when you're dealing with a movie like this. And I'm going to be honest; I have seen worse movies this year. There were movies yes, that I, I, would I have absolutely. Yes. I, that, that that's there's no question. I've seen worse movies this year, and some of those worst movies were worse movies for their ambition and trying to do something different. So let me be hypocritical and say this is a bad movie because it didn't try to do something different. Um, like, I, yeah, there were things that are just, uh, bits and pieces that just remind me of other better films. And I, I was looking for a hook. Uh, I never, that, that would drag me in. I never really did. Uh, I didn't think some of the performances were, were great. Uh, I understand as a, and I will always give some credit to the, uh, the performers because on a low budget film because uh, you don't get weeks of rehearsal you do not get you know 17 retake you know you you you're often just filming quickly and you get the shot and you move along so i'm not saying that they gave that they were bad actors but i think some of the performances were definitely unpolished um yeah i and because it's low budget uh, I'm going to guess there was no money spent or didn't seem to be money spent on like grew and gore. So uh, there were a lot of cutaways and I really don't mind that, but 
there is a particular type of person, a uh, horror fan, who that's what they want. They And we saw this uh, with some of the pushback on Five Nights at Freddy's is that people just didn't like it because it wasn't gory enough of a PG-13 movie. Um, Can I make a note there real quick, Mike? Yeah. Um, it's, it's partly the film too. I mean, this film is based on what I would consider gore and it kind of shies right. from it. So it's trying to, it's trying to do a, uh, an, an extreme horror without doing extreme horror. Yeah. And you know what? If you have a compelling story, compelling characters, any of that, that's great. You could probably get away with it. Um, I think Final Girls, which was the, the the sort of satire and homage to 80s horror films, managed to do it without having to go with the gore because it was a compelling concept. Uh, although it could have, but it did. But I, I got away with without needing it. Um, in this case, I don't think there's anything compelling about what was, was there. And so, yeah, there's nothing that makes it stand out. Like so, that's what you will like. We criticized the first Terrifier film. Uh, I know I did, uh, but it did offer the gore. If that first Terrifier film didn't have the gore, there would have been nothing to that movie. Oh, there was there was uh, hot chicks. There would have been nothing to that film for anyone except for Phil. <laughs> I don't know about that. Anyway, continue. Uh, but that's that's pretty much. What I have to say, I'm sure we'll we'll get into some more specifics. Uh, if someone said, if someone did ask me if they you know, wanted to watch the movie, uh, I wouldn't say no. I would just say meh. I think that's the best I could do. All right, sounds good. Um, yeah, so for, so for me, uh, yeah, uh, for this film here, um, I would state uh, a couple of things. Uh, uh, it's an independent film, so you know, obviously expecting uh, uh, certain things to be, um, uh, I guess, low budget. Um, I do uh, see Mike and Barrett's point that this, is, and, and a number of people I spoke to offline, uh, that this should have been a grindhouse midnight movie in the sense that there'll be a lot of awesome kills and blood and gore and, and nudity, which is, is the typical thing of, of those type of films. And, and this film here most certainly felt that it could have been something like that. Uh, like, like, um, other films that we've seen in the past, like, uh, that we haven't done reviews on, but, uh, um, have been, you know, recent low budget films that, that had all that. And, um, as Barrett mentioned, a lot of the kills are, uh, off screen, uh, probably most of them actually, uh, probably because of budgetary reasons. Um, so, uh, my opinion on the film itself, uh, I probably, uh, like this film the best out of everybody here. Um, again, I, I am very interested in, um, films that have a cluster beep, um, people as monsters and 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 that's most certainly what what we have here uh and uh eric will read the imdb but um there's a couple of psychopaths and um they do bad things and um that's what we get so uh that part worked for me um the characters there's a handful of characters in the film a couple of them uh uh, I liked a couple of them I felt were uh, underdeveloped again probably um, 
uh, because of the budgetary constraints or uh, inexperience of the filmmaker, maybe. I, I don't know. Uh, but all in all, um, I'm, I'm definitely like Mike, where I would say, don't watch this film. Uh, but but uh, if someone asked me about it, I go, yeah, yeah, absolutely, check it check it out. It's it's a pretty good film. If you like uh, slasher films, just just be one that uh, the grindhouse feel, uh, the the Friday the Thirteenth kills and the boobs and whatever that you would see in, in like the Italian giallos. None of that's going to be there. Um, but but it implies it heavily in both cases. It's just that it's um, it's it's not a hard R by any means, even if it. Uh, was a film that was was at least advertised or was trying to appear to be that film. Uh, so I, I, I felt it was okay. Uh, I, I did not uh, poo-poo it, and I was not bored when I was watching the film. Uh, as, as everybody said, there's some complaints, such as some of the acting, specifically um, a couple of the police officers. And um, if, if you're looking for the gore and midnight movie aspects, um, it was a little tame for the type of film it was supposed to be. So, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was okay. Um, all right. So that's, uh, the reviews. Uh, I guess, Eric, uh, we do have a IMDB for this. Uh, I mean, a wiki for this. Wiki, wiki. <laughs> Two psychopathic lovers escape a mental institution and go on a murder spree at a remote retreat. All right. That's, that's the sums it up. Uh, that's, that's right. Uh, to just add to that, uh, it's, um, in a county, I forget the name of the county, but it's uh, in Texas, right on the Louisiana border, uh, is where it takes place. Uh, so that's where the film is located. Um, because I did uh, immediately look that up when they were talking about it in the movie. <laughs> you know what's funny, Phil? Uh, when when they first make an announcement on the radio, um, the announcement is for East Texas. And I was, I, I looked at, I was like, that has to be a specific, like, cause like, if you just think of East Texas as, okay, cut Texas in, in the middle and the Eastern half is East Texas. That is so much land. Yes. <laughs> I was like, I was like, they've got to be referring to something more specific than that. And they, indeed they were. Uh, it's still yeah. a pretty, pretty big chunk of land though. Yeah, it, it was near uh, some of the. I forget the name of the county, but some of the towns in the county are like uh, Naga Doches and Lufkin and Center. I want to say they show the name of the county on a map in the movie. I yeah. want to say Spencer. Does that sound yeah, right? Yeah, but yeah, it begins with an S. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. Actually, actually, I may have it still because I, I did the the search on uh, my Apple Maps. And sometimes it keeps your your last yeah Shelby County here it is Shelby County Shelby Shelby okay yeah yeah so there it is um, all right so what do we do here on the Dark Discussions podcast uh, basically what we do is we talk about uh, the film we we review the film but we don't just review the film here we also dissect and critique the film so basically uh, talk about everything and anything related to the film basically what the producers the director the writer uh folks like that uh are saying because maybe there is more to the film than just uh an hour and 30 minutes of of bloodshed and horror uh there could be um 
aspects that they're talking about, whether it's uh, personal demons, whether it's uh, political things in the real world, whether it's uh, uh, anything like that. So uh, commentary we try to do on uh, what we feel we see here and if if there is even because sometimes films uh, just are what they are. Um, But before we do any of that, we will throw up a spoiler alert. Uh, and at that point, that's when we will talk about everything and anything, including uh, even maybe the, the ending to the film. But before that, what we do is talk about general things. So we could talk about horror films in Texas or indie films or B-movies or, or uh, things that were in this film that aren't spoilery that um, could be transferred into a bigger conversation uh, related to, say, slasher films or something like that. So uh, at this point, uh, we will join into the conversation to be talking about just general stuff, uh, non-spoilery stuff. Uh, so I guess we can uh, begin there. So... Uh, um, yeah, so let's talk about uh, regular stuff. So um, I, I must—I uh, did see the uh, trailer. Uh, so I watched the trailer after the film. Uh, again, like Eric, I'm, I don't try to review trailers by any means, um, but I did watch the trailer after the film, and the trailer is actually uh, pretty good. Uh, and I can see why, um, as a marketing tool, it's really good, as well as the poster, because that attracted both myself and Eric um, to the film. And uh, so marketing-wise, the, the film uh, has, has done a really good job, I feel. Um, but in general stuff, uh, besides that, uh, where do we want to talk? Uh, is there anything that people wanted to talk about that they have on a list that are general to the film that wouldn't be spoiler? Uh, I think I'm going to wait till the spoiler flag. Yeah, I think it's fair to say this is um, a mix of Natural Born Killers and Devil's Rejects, or what the two that immediately came to mind. Um, And I guess maybe you could go with a little bit of uh, the first half of... uh, Oh, crap. Why can't I think of the name of the movie? The Tarantino Vampire film. Um, That's Till Dawn. From Dust Till Dawn, right? And because it's it's basically two criminals on the run uh, that attack, encounter, come across, torture uh, a a roadside motel. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. And in this case, it's, it's a little more of a um, out in the woods, maybe like fishing and hunting type of uh, place uh, versus right off the highway uh, motel, like the Bates Motel. So it's it's somewhere, it's more of a, a destination type place rather than a stopover where, where you're, you're too tired to continue driving. At yeah. least that's what, what is implied anyway. Um, but that, that, that is correct. Um, so they, they, the, the crew, the director, uh, uh, Folks that that looked for locations uh, discovered a, a place that that they felt would be good. They applied that the area was very out of the way, you know, 15 miles or so from from a town. Uh, not that which isn't that far away, but far away that it would not be noticed if if bad things occurred there for for a little bit. Um, so. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a fairly a rural location, and even uh, in the sense of a quote unquote bottle film, uh, because it takes place 
uh, pretty much completely at this location, except for a handful of scenes where uh, we see uh, the police department's uh, offices out uh, about 15 miles away at, at that town. Um, that was, uh, I'll just say this, the police, that was, that just was classic Ed Wood. We're filming this in whatever room is available, sort of filmmaking, I think, where they, there's this, this conversation at the cops' desk. And, you know, you don't really get, like, a lot of background. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It was just very dark. And we're going to say that this is the police officer's office. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, exactly. And, and, and I want to say that, that just so you know, I'm not criticizing you for that. That's actually a little bit of the, the, the charm to me uh, for a uh, – that, that's a hallmark of low-budget filmmaking. You know, you're trying to make do, and sometimes you make do with whatever you have. Um, right. Right. I, I would I, concur. It, it, it make me laugh. I would concur that that's probably the, the reason it's low budget that they use that location as the police department. However, um, it 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 wasn't any. Even though the acting in the, of those two people were, were were fairly mediocre, I felt, but the location didn't really bother me that much because um, where I live, um, there's a number of. Uh, very rural towns with populations of 2,000 people, if that. And many of the police stations are just these, like, buildings that are, like, two rooms, and that's it. And and um, uh, th- though it's kind of interesting because some of these police stations in these small towns are brand new because uh, they got a donation from, say, some wealthy uh, resident, and they gave money to the town, and, and then they built this really fancy uh, police department in the middle of nowhere, and then of course there's a handful of those towns that still have the the original police department, which is either a two room building or the basement of the town hall or something. Uh, so I, I could see this being a police department, even if you're absolutely right, Mike. Um, it 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 was obviously uh, chosen because of they obviously didn't have an access to a quote unquote real police department. Um, and so that's a that's a fair observation. Uh, even though um, I'll, I'll say that it could be a little bit of nitpicky, even though uh, I would I, I concur. Criti- that. I said I'm not yeah. criticizing for it. Yeah. It just it's one of those things you notice um, yeah. Yeah. because it's again you have to be creative when you do something like that. And why uh, I'm with Eric uh, in that you have to just give credit for the people who make these movies. Making movies is not easy. That is true. Yep. Yeah, yeah. There, there's there's a number of uh, films that we've seen that have cost nothing that have been really good. Like, um, uh, oh, what's that one about? Um, it was based off that book, uh, James Rath White. Uh, Let the right one in. Uh, okay, based on the Resurrectionist was. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like that one was was real low budget, and and that was that was just fantastic. So so. Uh, we we have seen seen it work out quite well, um, and then of course we've seen unfortunate um, films as well. This one, uh, I would say, most people would probably feel is somewhere in the middle. Um, anything else that we wanted to talk about that's general stuff that's not related to, um, I guess, uh, spoilers. All right, so I think that's pretty much it for the general stuff. So uh, at this point, I think we'll we'll get into more spoilers and, and discuss uh, uh, other things um, that 
if you haven't seen the film, you can go check it out wherever films are found. Once again, the film is called Hell's uh, Hands of Hell, and um, it's always good to uh, help uh, independent filmmakers. Um, and so you can go check that out. Uh, so at this point, we'll throw up the spoiler. Alert. So uh, let's talk about everything and anything. Um, okay, so uh, yeah, we, we uh, have an elderly couple. Um, we don't know much about where they're located. We just see them uh, at the house. There's some sort of storm that knocked out the power. Uh, kind of makes a little bit of sense if they're in a rural location. And uh, But it does uh, make you scratch your your head a little bit why don't they don't have a generator um especially if it's if when we find out this place is a, a mini uh lo- uh destination place for locals or or folks from Houston or wherever that want to go to uh get away for a little bit um and uh the elderly couple in their 60s is uh what 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 is implied and said later in the film and uh, that's pretty much where we start. Uh, so uh, where do we want to go? What do we want to talk about? Well, Texas does seem like the kind of place, and I, I don't know much about Texas in that regard. It seems like the place where, where a lot of people would have their own generators. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, hurricanes and stuff, yeah. Well, and i got to be honest, this movie lost me pretty early. I probably would have turned it off if I was watching it for the show. Because um, first – when the husband goes to check on something, um, he's been gone from his chair for like five seconds. <laughs> when the wife is like, Ralph, Ralph, where are you? It's like, good God, woman. He wouldn't even be back if he'd gone to get a beer. <laughs> Settle down. <laughs> well, maybe he's suffering from dementia. Uh, maybe, maybe. But, uh, but then, then the moment that really got me was that um, eventually our, our antagonists show up, and um, the first victim is the the husband, and the husband gets stabbed in the head. But the action with which um, the person stabbing him made, like that's not going to go through somebody's skull with that amount of force. Yeah. It's like that would barely even break the skin. It would just be like, doink. Well, did, did he get him through the eye, though? I couldn't tell. That, it looked like it was the middle of the forehead to me. Yeah, she okay. she stabbed him in the, in the forehead. So, okay. like, right there, it's like, if you're going to have somebody in the movie stab somebody else right in the middle of their skull should probably make it at least appear like they were using enough force to get through somebody's skull. Um, and from there, it, it was just... People in horror movie are made of tissue paper. So, <laughs> right. so from there, and that was a consistent issue for me throughout the movie, is that the the actors in the movie didn't appear to be using nearly enough force to cause the kind of mayhem they were causing with their implements of destruction until the end in which they were using one where it should have made a lot more destruction. Um, so yeah, the, the violence in this movie really, really bothered me a lot. Um, cause I didn't feel it was at all realistic. So that was probably my biggest nitpick with the movie. You know, when I hear people say they're bothered by the violence in the movie, 
That's usually not what they mean. You're right. You're right. That's usually not what they mean. Uh, that's usually the exact opposite problem. Right, right, right. Yeah, that that that's that's a fair point. Um uh, I do know, you know, we, we've seen a lot of uh horror movies from the past that are now considered love films by a lot of horror fans. Um, you know, that are are kind of silly uh the deaths um you know like like obviously the the sleeping bag from from one of the Fridays the 13th um and various other ones um that are over the top that mm-hmm. are fan favorites because they're just remarkably crazy but obviously they 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 can't happen and and, and it was a little um ridiculous but here um, yeah, I, I can see where you're coming from, Eric, because this is a little different. Uh, those films, uh, a lot of the times, were sequels, and so it was like, let's amp it up even more, and so they do that. And But a lot of other indie films, the films that are trying to follow suit, uh, try to do that as well, where they amp up and do crazy things. But you're right, you're, there, there is some items here, uh, specifically that scene. Now that you say it wasn't the eye, I just assumed it was the eye, so I, 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 it didn't bother me at that point. Um, the, the one with the broomstick, that one obviously was ridiculous. Um, but, but, but at that the point, angle of that one made no sense to me. Right, but well, at that, at, you were going to say something about Elizabeth Warren. Well, Elizabeth yeah. Warren, what's yeah, interesting was, was first the two things. One is Bernie you, um, was right in her okay, face. They're, they're yeah, he, he went and held, held a huge rally in Boston, which to, in my mind was to say, uh, I'm coming they, for your home state. Second of all, she, is she going to benefit um, by being the only woman so, left now that Amy Klobuchar is out? Will people say, uh, yeah, you know mean, what, I want to vote for a woman it, Democrat it for president, so I'm going I could not fault anybody for being disappointed. But, you know, I mean, that's what I felt like, you know, when we talked about Cobweb and Barbarian things that happened in those films. I was going, this is ridiculous because there's no supernatural in these films either. And people or quote unquote people are doing things that in no way could be done. And so like those films. Yeah, but it at least looked like they were doing them. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's fair. That's fair. Um, and it's kind of the idea of like a Friday the 13th killer that eventually the mythology becomes, they just can't be killed, you know? That I can accept in a horror movie, but I didn't yeah. think that fit. That's what this was going for. Yeah, well, and I would concur with that because, yeah, I mean the and those films, like I said, the, the they ramp it up as as sequel to sequel, and and the quote unquote creature, which would be Jason or Michael Myers or Freddy or whatever, uh, just become more and more um, built in their, uh, their or like world you know like barbarian i think it was trying to come off saying that these were mutants because they were inbred and all this stuff um yeah it's a you know you can say it's ridiculous but at least i can accept it more than it was ridiculous ridiculous, but explained but but i did like there was an old uh slasher film from like 1983 called humongous which is the the same idea it's like there's some you know mutant child on the island that's murdering people in extreme ways and it's clearly a, a Jason wannabe um, you know that's that's just kind of goes with that territory of that kind of a killer uh, here you just there, there's nothing to that it's the you know where the, the child is just born 
you know, you know, supernatural, extra natural, just bizarrely uh, strong and, and resilient. You know, Michael Myers, you know, may have been introduced to us as a five-year-old child, but then we're told, uh, you know, that he's the embodiment of evil and you know, a lot of you know, all that stuff. So um, they're kind of giving a supernatural tint to it, even if it's not truly supernatural. Um, here it's literally just, oh, look at these killers, and they put them on par with, like, Dahmer, and, uh, who else was it? Oh, that was another line of dialogue that bugged me. Yes. <laughs> is when they said, is, is this, uh, oh, what was it? Um, um, oh, is this another Gacy and Bundy? I'm like, what? They and he's like, no, together. worse. What the fuck are you talking about? And then he's like, they're worse. <laughs> they just kill for no reason. Those guys killed for no reason too. Yeah, that was a that was kind of a lame. I, I I do have to say that that um like when we talked about barbarian and stuff and mutants, um I, that, I think this is the reason why I liked the original Wrong Turn. You know, one of your favorite movies are mm-hmm. better because those were mutants too, but they weren't superpowers. You know, so I mean, they were just as superpower as a barbarian. No, the barbarians, yeah. they, the barbarian no. could r- rip no. the body straight in half. No, well, let's not really look at that movie. We already did an episode on that. Right, right. But I'm just saying that. It, so I, moving I just, on with this movie. I know, but I was just saying I disagree about Wrong Turn. Wrong Turn I thought was more based. I but but we're, we're, we're talking about Hand to Hell. Yes, that's correct. So, uh, but yeah, here they, they weren't mutants, right? They're, they're just regular people that right. happen to be uh, Cluster B motherfuckers. <laughs> Um, well, we don't know if they did that, but they, they're definitely they're definitely a cost to be. That's for sure. Well, yeah, uh, and I didn't picture her being strong enough to disregard the angle, but being strong enough to shove that pole through his head. Well, and plus, it didn't even look like she was trying, and that right. was my big problem: is that she was just like, eh, and then her weapon would go through somebody. Yeah. <laughs> Right, right. That 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 was a, a blatant um, B movie uh, scene, um, and unlike, I guess, Barbarian, uh, there there was no explanation. I would really prefer if we stop making that comparison because I don't even think these those movies are similar. They're not. No, I'm just talking about the the strength of of the murderer. Uh, there was at least, as Barrett mentioned, you could argue that they were mutants in in Barbarian, so it makes sense. Um, here, it was just two people, and and she was not necessarily a very strong woman, just just a, a psychopath that had the mm-hmm. the ability to want to kill people. Well, and I think it would have been better to have her as a more subtle killer. And her manipulating the other guy to do most of the kills, and then hers would be like, you know, more surprising. But they, you know, it was more strength oriented. And I think that's a problem. Well, but, well, and they were trying. Oh, was that they had to start with more or less? You think I'm bad? Be glad you don't have to deal with her. You know, yeah. it's, <laughs> it's, it's her, the the real bad villain, and um. Well, and I just want to make sure I'm making my complaint clear, because my complaint is not that a woman can't be strong. Right. Um, it's is is that the appearance of the attacks in the movie looked like there was not much effort behind them, and then the results were 
spectacular. That well, that she doesn't issue. necessarily look overly strong in this movie. You right. can have a big yeah. muscle-bound woman that's able but, to do that. But see, if, if still, if you showed me that woman swinging a knife over her head as hard as she can, maybe she could get it into somebody's skull. Yes, yes. But with the amount of amount of effort she put into it, there's no way. There's no way. That's all. So it was casual into the head. So I'll no, 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 no. It was. I'll it move was, on now. It, it was the guy that 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 uh, I swore it was the guy that. No. Um, Put the knife through through the husband's yeah. head. It was the woman. She was on top of him. Okay. So, well, either, either now, way. Now, the the guy came in and took off his face after she had killed him. Yes. And then put I, it on the woman. I, I, I would concur completely that, that yeah, I mean, at, j- just in general, uh, physics and, and biology, um, women aren't as, as strong as men. And, and I don't even have to argue that. I mean, everybody gets the point. But my there point here is stronger than you, Phil. Uh, right, but, right, and, and those, those women are are um, are are much less than, than you would think. You're 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 talking the about percentage of the population. Absolutely, that is correct. I, right. I there was a study years ago that it sort of makes your eye roll, where it said that it was uh, the only <laughs> reason people think that that women have a less upper body strength than men was because of like. Social construct. It's like no, no, no. No, <laughs> no I think it's exaggerated by a social construct, but yes, it's still a it's still a general fact. What, what, what's 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 that what's that that uh, word? Uh, I, I think I'm I'm with you there, Mike. But uh, what's that what's that word? Where bullshit is what that says? Bullshit. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was going to be <laughs> when, when when you you pick an example that is not the Are you norm. picking? No, it begins with an A and a gorgle or something. I forget the word. Uh, oh, just using an uh, an anecdote. Anecdotal, yeah, exactly. So, mm-hmm. so uh, well, sure, Eric. Uh, there are women that are stronger than me, and those are anecdotal examples. But my point here is that this woman here was was generally a normal size. Yes, uh, woman, she right? falls well within the normal parameters of. She looked like she was just over a hundred pounds. I mean. Mm-hmm. Right, 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 right. And, and when she was next to uh, one of the victims, uh, she was, you know, normal height, like 5'4 or 5'5 five five or something. Mm-hmm. But either way, but my point is, is that. I'm a very light build, I, I got to yeah, say. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I can accept that there is some savagery in some people that can go beyond regular strength. However, and I'll also point out that knives have pointy bits, and that makes and, it easier to drive and, them into and, a and, thing. She wasn't and, stabbing and, them with, with a hammer. Uh, and also, well, and you also, guys are completely missing my point. But fine, and, and, no, I got your, I got your point. And also, also the, the point I wanted to make was is that uh, when you have the upper hand, because people aren't expecting you to be a murderer, um, no matter what size you are, you can take people out pretty easily if they're not expecting it. Uh, oh, that, that's, yeah, yeah, that that's nothing to do with what I was trying to say. Oh, oh, I don't. I don't think anybody was 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 arguing anything that you're saying. We're, we're just. Oh, okay. I, I just feel like I'm being misunderstood, and I'm. It's a no, I think we're just all. discussing beyond that. Okay. Right. Cool. Beyond that point. Yeah. All right. We're yeah. defensive about people. You know, it's like where we're saying that a woman can't kill someone. No, we we can. I think we're being overly defensive about this. I just it's just aging. Well, well right, right, right. Wait. It, I guess it's because of how violent the the murders were. In, in the ability of any human being, never mind uh, uh, average 
or a petite woman would be able to do those killings, right? I mean, I mean, no one could shove a broomstick the way she did and kill someone. That, <laughs> that's that, all right? true, yes. Ne- never, yes. never mind a, a woman. Uh, and as Mike mentioned, the, the angle of, of the woman yes. and, and the strength that she was able to do it. So so we, we get it. We get it. It's it's definitely B-movie madness, this film, at, at points. There's no doubt about it. The problem, I think, is, as you said, Mike, and you too, Barrett, was that this film was going for that audience and that type of film, but everything was shown off screen except for one or two things. Yeah. Yes. And, and, and that, that would enjoy this kind of movie would prefer to have the gore on screen. Especially right. when you have someone as maniacal and crazy as she is. I want to see what she's doing. I don't want it to just be blood coming into, into her face. That feels like a movie made in the 70s, like we're watching The Deliberate Stranger about Ted Bundy. You know, I mean, it's just, yeah. you know, I need more. Well, and, and she was um, the boss of the two, and I think it – I think it explained it well enough, even though there's no way it was because she was stronger than the guy. It was because right. she was the more uh, vicious. Manipulative. And, yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, I mean, he was definitely manipulated by her, but she was also the more um, psychotic in the sense that she enjoyed killing people even more than he did, and he was pretty bad himself. Um, so yeah, yeah, uh, she had the I power think- because of. of manipulation and mental intelligence and whatnot. Uh, Mike, what do you say? I think it helps to have character development, and there isn't any with these two, really. And their character development, they try to do the Loomis thing, but uh, with the police saying, well, you know, they're even worse than Gacy and Dahmer. (laughs) Right, right. Yeah, Um, kind of flashback scene there, yeah. And and it's like, yeah, but I, I get it, that's that's sort of like uh, the juvenile perception of evil. Yes. Uh, and, and and if you don't have, uh, I was going to say Doctor Loomis, but Doctor Loomis isn't. If you don't have that, do not have Donald Pleasant to deliver those lines. Don't write those lines. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I just can't help but think of uh uh. Wally Shawn and Princess Bride. Ever heard of Socrates? Ever heard of Aristotle? Idiots! You know, it's that sort of, you know, you're just, you're just boasting, make, making yourself bigger by comparing you to bigger or worse things. Um, and it just kind of, for me, was a little eye-rolling. Like, you're trying too hard to sell how bad these people are. You don't need to hold them up to that standard. Just, they're bad. We get it. You know, there's an APB. They're escaped lunatics. We don't need to to have the Michael Myers speech. Right, right. Yeah, no, that, that's a fair point. That's a fair point. Um, to fill in, it would have been interesting to have it filled in, but not the way they, they did it in this film. Because at that point, it didn't matter. Like you said, we, we already know that they're, they're, they're bad people. So, I get it. Um, all right, so, yeah, so they take out the elderly couple that owns the place, and I uh, plan to hang out there um, as, I guess, um, a hideaway, at least for the, for the time being. But unexpectedly, people start showing up. 
and and, I, and there's even a scene where I think one of the two look and notice that oh this isn't just a home of two elderly people living on on a lake it's actually um, some sort of resort quote unquote resort uh, a dive resort but still a resort and and so people start showing up um, and the first folks that we see show up are um, uh, two guys that are. Um, of uh, the a uh, alternate sexual preference. They're gay, thing. Phil. You can say the word. Yes, yes. They're, 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 they're gay folk. Yes, yes. So, so they didn't seem very just, happy to me. They were constantly bickering. That, that's how everybody is. That that you know. That's why you want to live alone and never marry or anything. Like, come yes. On. Uh, on, a, on a on a serious note, um, <laughs> uh, I knew Eric would get a good laugh out of that. Um, th- on a serious note. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. They they were um, one was pissed like this place is a dump, and the other one was like, well, you know, it's, it's it'll do. I mean, you know, let's make the best of it. And uh, they get the key from the psychopath, uh, because the psychopath just give him the key. Oh, the best! I thought that was funny when he goes, uh, "What is our cabin number or room number?" And she just. Shows them the the key, and the, because there's the little thing on the key that says. It, yeah, it was a pretty dumb question. <laughs> it was it was pretty stupid. Yeah. <laughs> so I thought that was kind of funny. Um, so that's the first group, and then the second group of folk that show up. Oh, and they're there for some sort of uh, uh, meeting. It seems like other folks were supposed to show up or something. I don't know. But either way, uh, two couples, uh, college kids or late twenties, show up. Uh, first, it's the two girls that are probably best friends or close to that. And one um, is, is – I, I guess they're both – one had a, an issue with her boyfriend and then the other one um, I guess is okay with her boyfriend. And eventually the boyfriend show up too. So so there's a, six six people. So you know this is the, the group of folk that the, the victims will, will occur, right? Um, the only other group that we meet immediately is the two cops uh, in the town 15 miles away that are discussing how um, they're escaped and they don't know why it happened, how they, the, the hospital or, or prison that allowed it to happen uh, let it happen. And they're trying to figure out where they may be located depending on the length of time they've been away and on foot versus a car. Um, yeah, and I, I wanted, and by the way, uh, when you start the movie off by saying, uh, why would anybody let those two go? You kind of expect to get the answer by the end of the film. <laughs> Spoiler warning. Oh, and also, I think let them go is the wrong phrase. It's like, yeah. you know, help uh, them escape. Halloween, when they're talking about Meyer, Meyer, Michael Myers, why'd you let him out? Well, nobody let him out. He got away. <laughs> Right. Well, that's that conversation sounded like they were saying somebody helped them. Right. That would be be helping an escape. Right. That was either bad phrasing on the part of the writers or bad follow up on the part of the writers or God help us. They were planning on setting up a sequel. Um, (laughs) Because I heard that. I'm like, oh, God, as we got to the end of the film. I'm watching it's like are they gonna have like 
somebody come out of nowhere and be like the person that helped them escape. And this is setting up the, 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 the sequel to this. And I'm like, Oh, don't do that. I hate when people movies set up a sequel, like in a blatant, obvious way to set up a sequel because they think they're going to be so good and they're going to be so popular that, yeah, they're going to get a sequel. Well, um, they didn't do that, Mike. They didn't do that. No, but they didn't. But I'm just saying yeah. that. Well, that. I, I watched straight through the credits because I was wondering if at the end of the credits we would see something like that um, because there, there was an implication similar to like King Stannis or various other things where <laughs> one of the people die. Still have to let go of that. But yeah, no kidding. Uh, but you don't know, really believe they're dead. You know, like like one of the two lead villains, and so I assumed that maybe at the end that we were going to see one of the two villains get up and uh, and whatnot. But uh, they did not go there. So um, all all your concerns, Mike, about setting up a film so it would be a sequel because and whatever uh, they did not do that. So. Um, that is good, and not necessarily because the film was good or bad, but just for the fact that it's like it's kind of cheesy when when films that are new that have no basis to have an idea. In other words, it's used, when people set up a book or a movie to be a sequel it's, before it's popular, that's just cheesy. I mean, I I think presumptuous like, is a better word for me. Yeah, presumptuous. Yeah, and it's not that. You leave it open. If this film had ended with the killers getting away and therefore you could just do another movie, that's one thing. But when it's like, oh, we're going to leave you on the hook for this mystery. And we saw that movie, Phil, uh, at Scarecon Death House. Yeah, I, I, I skipped it. Came out of that oh, no, that's right. Night. I did see it. Yeah, I did see it. You're right. And we were like, why did this happen? Why did that happen? What was with this? And the answer to every fucking question was... Wait for the sequel. Wait for the sequel. There won't be a sequel, dumbass, because you made a dumbass movie. <laughs> because you didn't explain anything, because everything was wait for the sequel. Because you just right. had to sneak in another cameo with another character from who was on the convention circuit. Yep. And so nobody knew what was going on. So anyway, well, and, sorry. And this movie, there, there's no, you know, it's basically like, hey, these two people are crazy and enjoy killing people. Right. And that's fine. I, I, I can get on board with that. I just didn't think that either of them t- came off as particularly crazy. Like, if you're going to have a psycho, I like my psycho's psycho. And yeah. they didn't seem particularly psycho to me. Right, right. Know what I'm saying? I don't mind that because I think we can overdo it. And I mean, true. I was true. not a huge fan of natural born killers for a number of reasons. And I think one of them is just like, you can try too hard to make your psycho psycho. And, um, you know, we, we, it's, a, it's a cliche, but it's like, what do they do when they go to the neighbor? Well, he seemed like such a nice clown. <laughs> you know, I, like, I understand what you're saying. And, and I, I take your, I take your point for sure. Um, I just think in this movie, they sounded more like regular people d- delivering dialogue to try and make them sound crazy than acting like crazy people. That's all. Well, again, that goes back to the, they're trying to tell us that they're really bad and not showing us how bad they really are. Mm-hmm. Um, why would they even go through the pretense of uh, 
being the motel owners when they just kind of walked in and murdered the hotel owners? Well, even her partner was confused. He was like, we were supposed to leave <laughs> later on in the movie. Oh, but I know she makes sense. Like we made sense. We're going to hang low for a bit. And, but I, I don't know. It's it, that, that, that just seemed like a bad plan. Admittedly, they're psychopaths, so psychopaths are allowed to have bad plans. <laughs> yeah, Especially okay. when they're that when they're talky villain villains. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, uh, and it is a thing, and I'm not criticizing. And I want to point out, it was just an observation. I am not criticizing the film for this. Um, but it's weird to me that there seems to be a horror movie trope where, like, because I've, I've seen a number of horror films where it's, oh, the girls will arrive and the boys are going to arrive later. I, I don't know who actually does this when it comes to a trip. Is this, am I just doing I know. It? It's weird. I've seen yeah, with a you. lot of horror movies. Yeah. I mean, I don't have yeah. to take group trips to begin with, but we usually don't go boy, you know, you know, boys and girls from going separate. It's usually couples. But that's a whole different thing. Right. Yeah, that's 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 a fair point. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought that was that was kind of odd that uh, the the girl said we'll meet the boys there. Um, yeah, I, I would concur. At that point in a relationship, um, you still. That, you know, you would, I would assume that they would have paired up and go together. We mean, you were going to say something about Elizabeth Warren. Well, Elizabeth Warren, what's right. interesting was, first of uh, two things. One well, is Bernie got was the, right he, in her he face. Honor, he, he, he went and held, held a huge rally in Boston, which to, in my mind was to say, well, another, I'm coming for your home state. Second of all, she is she going to benefit by being the only woman left now that Amy Klobuchar is out? Will people say, you know what, I want to vote for a woman Democrat for president, so I'm going. And then she had birth control? But... Um, we thought she was a virgin. That and, and yes, I know virgins can have birth control, but that was a whole other conversation. I had to play like, uh, really enough, it was the other way around. But <laughs> where it's like it, we thought that she wasn't having sex because she didn't wasn't ready for her first time. It's not until like much later in the film you find out the problem is that they've been together for a while, they've had sex before, and he and and he cheated on her, and she's basically not ready to sleep with him. Uh, because she doesn't want to be hurt again. Um, and it's like, oh, okay. If if, if we understood it quicker. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Also, the, or maybe one, just leave it all out because it just slowed down the movie. Yeah, it was well, that's, that's that's a 70-something-minute movie, so it didn't get slowed down that much. Well, yeah. That's true. That's, that's true. <laughs> Although I was checking my watch the whole time. Well, and, and that, that was the weird thing about that couple is they had the least screen time of everybody out of the quote-unquote lead characters, and the, that girl seemed to be or was supposed to be the final girl or the girl that was the lead, and yet she had like one of the least screen times out of everybody. And so it was kind of weird that um, that happened, and, and this isn't like the Wolf's Creek where the, the change of, of who the lead character was worked as well uh that worked really good in, in wolf's creek here i i i didn't really care or, or even think of that girl that much i was more invested with the other girl um who just had to go to the bathroom and her boyfriend are, is already cheating on her and she yeah. 
And, you know, that was pretty bad. And then she would be our little secret. Well, a lot of times, to be honest, she would have just peed in the, in the friggin' lake. But, but, um, whatever the reason she had to leave the, and he just went off of the, the psycho without knowing she was a psycho because she was a good looking woman herself and it didn't make sense. And then she, the, the, the other girl, the blonde girl, she, um, was spunky and seemed like a survivor and, and knew what she was doing. And she acted kind of, uh, the most realistic along with the, 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 the gay guy that lasted the longest. I felt those two characters, the blonde girl and the guy, the gay guy that lasted the longest were the two most realistic characters out of everybody out of the six victims. And, and yet they, they, they both get, uh, killed. So, and, and they get killed really late. And, well, and, the, and the girl that survived, the two characters that survive, I didn't feel deserve the, the, to survive because we didn't really have them on the screen enough, and we weren't even really invested in their story that much, I felt. But go on, Barrett. There's just one scene that killed me when they're walking around with lanterns. Yeah, that was bad. I was like, what the hell? Why would they be walking around totally yeah. visible with two lanterns? Not just one. They each had one, and they were, like, right next to each other. Right. <laughs> I was like, okay, come on. Right, right. Yeah, the only other scene that I, I did that to was uh, when – the survivor gay guy, uh, it was like 1230 at night and he starts screaming out in front of all the cabins. Hey, where are you? Where? And I was like, no, no one's going to be screaming. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was waking people and having people open the door and say, shut the fuck up, you asshole. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, the, the, those are uh, a problem. Also the, um, the, the, the handicapped, mentally handicapped individual, uh, or whatever the appropriate term is nowadays. I, I, I have no idea. But his character seemed like that was going somewhere. And maybe it was going to even be the Harbinger or something. But but that really just faded out pretty <laughs> And he totally died off screen. It's like, okay. Yeah. So it wasn't even worth showing his kill. You know, right. showing that he was killed because. Was that Mike? No, he gave the best performance in the movie. <laughs> It was good. Actually, as far as performances go, that was one of the better was, ones in this movie. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah was, I agree. He was, he was really good. Yeah, he, he did well. Um, <laughs> um, also, um, there was a, a, a local cop that shows up, not related to the two, <laughs> two cops. Oh, that God, one. yeah. And, uh, yeah, that he, was he, dumb. He was, that he was, was really dumb. Yeah, it, it, and it, I mean, it didn't bother me in the sense that this is how a lot of these B movies have these cops act and you know they're just going to be fodder but it bothered me enough because it's like you know this these people who made this film seen that type of bone ass character so many times it's like why even do it again in this film here you know because well, here's my problem with it is that what were these two characters names the bad guys yeah, I can't remember. Uh, I, yeah. Uh, oh, um, I actually, I got, I got one of them here. <laughs> I didn't bother to follow it away. Yeah, um, here it is. Uh, the the lead woman's character, uh, the bad one is. Um, uh, shoot, I have. Hold on, I got Hell's hands. Uh, here we go. Of uh, Zeke and Bianca. Okay, yeah, there you go. Yeah, thank you. 
And so what happens is that the sheriff comes in, finds our two hapless victims, and the two hapless victims, and it's saying, we're, we're, we're looking for the owner, Zeke and Bianca. Zeke and Bianca ain't the owners here. It's so-and-so, right? And I've known these people for years. He was sent there by the detective <laughs> to be on the lookout for Zeke and Bianca. That's right. That's a really good point. Mike. It's like, does he not understand? Did he not pay attention to the names of the people that the APB is, is out there for? You know, that they're in the area, that they're supposed to be out there looking for a psychopath? Right. Is it a coincidence, do you think, that they happen to right. have that name? Right, right. I, I just, uh. Yeah, that, that was a problem. And, and, I understand why he was suspicious with two strangers and they're going, they're saying there's people murdered, but whether you are the first thing you think he would have been was on guard because first of all, like you said, Zeke and Bianca, second of all, the, the, the owners aren't there. And then third of all, you have these two crazy people going nuts. And then the last thing is these crazy people are going nuts saying, their friends have been murdered. And, and they could have been Zeke and Bianca. Right. They could have been Zeke and Bianca as well. So so the whole thing – well, and but to be honest, you'd think they, he would have had pictures and he would have known that wasn't Zeke and Bianca, especially the that guy. That too. He was, a, he was a person of color and Zeke and Bianca are as white as you can get. So, yeah, I, I don't know what – yeah, he screwed up big time and, and that was the, a, a trope in – some bad horror films, and and he he was a character that was a, a trope of bad horror films, unfortunately. So that was an unfortunate scene. Um. Also, I think they a lot of them could have escaped, but they decided to hide instead of escape. And and I felt that was wrong. I I mean, at that point, you just run, and they're never going to catch you. They're well. I understand your your feeling on that, but but they made it pretty clear during the movie that they are in the middle of effing nowhere, and there's nowhere to really go. Well, they never seemed to even go for a car. Didn't they have a car? Isn't that how two cars? Yeah, because yeah. they came separately. That, you know what? <laughs> That's a really good point. I didn't I, I, actually, actually, it was just three cars because because the boyfriend's. Ooh, came oh yeah. Yeah, well, and, but but even that, it's and Eric, you have a good point. There, there's nowhere to go, but they they could have jumped on a boat and, and took a boat and got out of there. I would have just, you know, you just run through the forest just to get away from people that are going to kill you. I rather across I, the lake. I rather I rather take a chance with the bears than than, than people with with knives that are willing to murder. You know, so I always I just find it silly how hard it is for people in movies, and this is a criticism of about. 340 horror movies that I've seen. How hard it is for people to to hide in the wood in the middle right. of the night. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> yep. Exactly. That's what I was that thinking. Well, and this is, this is also a, a criticism of multiple movies, particularly that, horror movies. That. And, and I'm, I'm, so for me, sort of uh, like a lot of things, like the bodies being made of tissue paper, I don't want to criticize too much because it's it is a there it is a trope and it's it's leaning on tropes it maybe leads on tropes a little too much uh and you could criticize it for that but um it's by no means like there there are certainly bigger and better movies that have used uh that have used similarly cheap tricks mm-hmm. 
Right, right. Oh. Yeah, so it it uh you know I mean there's no doubt it, it has its problems, but again, if it went all grindhouse, I don't think anybody would have would have really cared. Um No, I think people would have cared way more. I don't think there were, I don't think this went far enough, and I, I think budget is part of the part of the issue. Uh, there's no question about that um, in my mind. Um, yes. And you know, it, it, again, you got to give. I, it will give. I'm criticizing the film. I don't. I didn't think it was bad. We saw bad. We've seen bad. We've seen bad with better budgets. Um, and some of these things are are absolutely nitpicky. Um. And and you you work with what you have. So yeah, some of the performances aren't great. They're not polished. Um, I, I don't I don't think that's that's the worst thing in the world. It's part of the charm of some of these lower budget films, uh, most lower budget films. So that's that's not even the. It's just there wasn't the the place where low budget movies can maximize their stuff is basically in the script, and that there really wasn't a great script to go with this. Um, you know, a lot of leaning on cliches. Now, so, who knows? Maybe it was run written quickly. Um, you know, just to capitalize on you know not the location or time or availability of actors or whatever. But you got to find an original hook, you know, and you should find something to say. And you know, certainly this film didn't have it. The film didn't have anything to say, but it wasn't an entertaining enough to pass as gratuitous entertainment. And you need to do at least one of the two. Right, right. Yeah, that, that is true. That's true. It, well, and that's the thing. At, like, like if it went all grindhouse, then I think everybody that would like this type of movie would love this type of movie. But it didn't, and 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 as a result, it yeah, it, it's like the audience and the. Are, is a problem because who is it for? And then the flaws that we do see in the film are enough to make folks go, yeah, that's unfortunate. So, yeah, it is what it is. But let me ask you, uh, uh, the the Bianca's, I guess, uh, speech in the barn area or, or whatever it was, the shed area. Or, or, um, what did you guys think of that? Because uh, we're all animals and, and all that stuff. Um, I, I felt the speech was decent and, and it, it worked and stuff, but I also felt it came uh, out of left field. Do you guys well, know what I'm talking about? I don't think about? that she's killing people for philosophical reasons, a person rationalizing <laughs> yeah. things. Um, and and I can tell you, I've studied animal behavior long enough that I I, uh, I don't that there are a lot of animals that have a way better, uh, uh, self way more self control than some human beings. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. You know, when I see, uh, you know, it's, uh, some it's like the people talk about uh, people fucking like animals. Like, well, you know, I, I know some animals that have very, very, very strict mate choice rituals. Uh, <laughs> they're very picky about who they mate with. Um, and some people have no standards whatsoever. Don't, don't, don't drag the animals in uh, to your low standards of behavior. Um, <laughs> don't. Now, there are animals. There are, like, dolphins can be absolute assholes. Um, but, yeah, no, just own up to what you're being. You're, you're not, an, you know, an animal covers a whole lot of things. You're, you're 
you you know clams clams are animals so you, why don't you just sit on the bottom of an ocean and breathe in water i mean just yeah it's a it's a terrible argument but you know what she's a psychopath so she can make a terrible argument that's actually a good point, yeah, because uh, animals are animals, but, yeah, not all animals are murderous uh, or, or cruel or, you know, rip their their prey's stomachs out while the prey is still alive. Uh, they can be just clams or they just can be the she- sheep or they could be – yeah, what's that, Mike? Is it just the cool ones? There you go. Um, so, yeah, that's a fair point. So, I, I mean, I get her speech, but – I, I think she. You could actually argue that yeah, she's just talking more about herself uh, than anybody because the people that she are killing are most certainly not anything she's saying. So it, it seemed more intelligent than her character to me. That is true too. Yeah, that is true too. Um, prior to that scene, they she kind of looked like uh, a uh, you know. Uh, no disrespect for people who aren't educated, but but yeah, I mean, she didn't seem like she was the type that was going to finish high school or, or uh, you know, become an engineer or an accountant or something. And she just was <laughs> waxing philosophical. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so that's that's a fair point, you know, um, very fair point, Barrett. So I, I did, even though it, it was an interesting scene, and and I liked. It, what she was saying because it was, it was interesting. Um, Mike's point and your point, Barrett, uh, about both spot on that uh, you could argue that it's just rubbish too, from her, especially from someone with her her background. Um, let's see. Uh, what else did we want to talk about? Uh, do we got anything else uh, related to to this? Um, yeah. What was it up with the? the they said they were going to go skinny dip, and then there was no no nothing. We didn't get to see nothing. Yeah, that is the other problem. <laughs> if you're, you're going to have a movie like this, at least have some nudity in it. Well, especially if they're going to if they're talking about it, right? Right. Yeah. yeah so, so it was just weird that what, why even you know have it have the illusion of young nubile people and they're talking about it and and all the time and and then they're it's like you know it was it was it was just weird. Um, Especially in this yeah, type of film. Just so, so I can say the uh, the jerk boyfriend who ends up sleeping with Bianca um, is a jerk boyfriend. But I, I think he might get my award for the person I was happiest to see die this year. <laughs> which which guy was that? The guy who got the broom. Oh, the yeah. Yeah, guy. well. I had no issues with him until he went with her because it was like just weird. It's like oh, that was, I mean, it was kind of weird. Literally, she's going to pee. Yeah. So now maybe she has irritable bowel syndrome. She was gone for a long time. Um, yeah. but she's going to pee, and then you're probably going to have sex together. That's right. how this works. So right. literally, you just—I mean, she was very good chance that she was going to be coming back while you were. In the middle of performing with this woman, uh, that, right. that was not a good idea. Yeah, that, that's, even if you're even if you're a cheating scumbag, that's that's less self control than I could possibly imagine. That's, that's, yes, that's 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 bad decision making. Is what that is. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah because I mean, and, that, and he des- he deserved to die in a way that I, I very few people in horror movies deserve to die. That right. was just stupid. Um, right. It's not because of infidelity. That's bad. It's just for his stupidity. Yeah, yeah, and, and, it, and it came out of nowhere too because 
it was that we all knew that it was the other guy that that was the one that had the affair. And then this guy seemed like he was pretty into his his woman, and he he showed up there specifically for his woman to spend time with his woman. And then the moment uh, she has to go party, he this other woman shows up, and he goes, "Yeah, let's do it." And it's like that was yeah, and, and which made you really dislike him. I mean, it's yeah. just like okay, he's just an ass. <laughs> <laughs> totally, totally, and and stupid as Mike said as well. Yeah, yeah, because it's like how are you going to get away with it, even if he was an ass? You know. So yeah, was, now, I'm not was, endorsing having an affair, but god damn it, at least I'd be don't that stupid about it. <laughs> right, right, right. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So anyway, that that was yeah, that was that was strange. That was that was very strange. So so yeah, so that aspect of the film, the nubile young people, uh, I, that. Should have been probably yanked from from the film too, Eric. Um, like like the 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 cheating scene and the boyfriend and her talking about it because it neither of them went anywhere really. Um, mm-hmm. There's no real no point. So it's got tropes and it's missing some of the most important tropes, like you know, naked boobs. young people, yeah, boobs, <laughs> uh, actually seeing the gore. Yeah, just like actually that. seeing people getting killed. Yeah, yeah, because this kind of, this kind of was a film like. Uh, which obviously was a much better film, but but X, right? That, that where these people are in this location where there's just a couple of uh, cra- crazy people that are, are near them, and you do see the the nudity, you do see the violence and the gore, and you do have an interesting backstory of the murders, and 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 you know that's that's the right way to do it, you know. And this film kind of was trying to, I guess. Pretend it was going to go that route, I guess. B type of like X, that type of film, but but um, yeah, it, it it didn't have the the nudity and the and the, the murdering blood that we saw in X, for example, the Ty West film, uh, which uh, part three Maxine comes out next year at some point, and Dan Lynch is 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 going to be in the film. Yep, so, really, I did not. Yeah, 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 yep. yeah he. he yeah, he held, I've known him for about a year, but but he told me not to tell anybody. But he he just recently announced it about three or four weeks ago, and it Thanks. popped up on IMDb because the writer's strike is over. You know, he, he he told me not to tell a soul, and I did not. And but he and mentioned that, it while we were on a podcast together too. So yeah, yeah, yeah. He brought it up uh, the last time we uh, we were on a podcast together with me, me and Mike were on with him. Yeah, but I had known like months earlier because uh, but but he told me not to tell anybody, so I did not. I did Good not. job. Yes, yes. So, so you can. I, I have. Uh, uh, if you need to tell me a secret, I'm the one. Um, yeah, and because yeah, me, I told Pam like right away. So <laughs> that's awesome. I thought I'd expect Pam to be going around saying, "Hey, this person that my husband knows is going to be in this movie that you know it, nobody knows about, unless you're like a diehard horror fan that of which she knows very few." There you go. She, well, she knows you. She lives with you, right? But I already knew. So yeah, I, I know. Right, but right, it wouldn't right. have done much. So speaking of this film here, um, what did she think of this film? Since she uh, watched it, yeah, that was was not was not thrilled with it. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, it's weird. We actually don't see each other because she's involved in a lot of. Uh, even though she just retired uh, a year ago, she is like everything she does is night like rehearsals and poker games and so we like basically pass each other i'm coming home from work she's going off to do her 
her, her stuff. So it's we just have incompatible schedules. And so the idea that I, I just said, do you want to watch this movie that uh, on like the one night that we had together? And, and, and I don't think that went well. It was just, just And now you're getting divorced. Yeah, well, I'm not quite there yet. This wasn't Skinner. <laughs> <laughs> Those are grounds for divorce for sure. Why I got somebody to watch Skinner I'm, I'm, I'm still Especially now that I know, like you know. Um, yeah, I'm still going with bad things. Oh my god, that movie was so terrible. But yeah, yeah, there were some bad films, man. There were some bad films. <laughs> yeah, but uh, uh, anyway. Um, Let's I see, was what, telling uh, Phil I need a top ten bad films this year. Oh my goodness! Oh my god! There's so many of them. Because this year's so bad. This is easily the worst worst year. Outwater's bad film. Been pretty uh, rough. So those are the, like the top ones for me. Which ones are those, Mike? Again, uh, Skin of a Rink, Outwater is bad things. I think those would be my three. Yeah, I gotta watch Outwaters just just to see how bad it is. I really have to. You've been I know I'm I'm in the same boat. I'm like I need to see You've that. You've been warned. Yeah, if it's free, I'll, I'll watch. Nobody it. to blame but yourself. Where, where where is it? Is it free anymore? Yeah, watch Giant. It was on Greenbox, which I think I got like a year subscription for like two dollars. Oh, okay, gotcha. Um, hold on, hold on, Barrett. You so you did finally watch Giant? I did. Yeah, I didn't yeah. think it was as bad as was. Yeah, it's Sad, not that bad. But, yeah, it wasn't yeah. that bad. You know, I thought it was pretty decent. It's possible to be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, well, usually, I usually am, Eric. I usually am. <laughs> Just ask my wife. <laughs> let's, let's say it was bad, Eric. It 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 still was, would be better than than ninety percent of the films we saw this year. I'll tell you that. I don't know about ninety, but I'll go. Yeah. With, I'll go with I could thirty. Be. Definitely better than Skin of Marink and Bad Things. Yeah. That's for sure. Oh, my God. Those films are terrible. <laughs> worst, dude. The worst. Um, anyway, back to this film here. Um, what else do we, we have that we wanted to bring up uh, related to this film? Oh, what, what did you think about the cops? What, they had the cops. The but, yes. But, but there was no point of it except to give us a little backstory because they never show up until literally. You are correct. Very end and and so it was like wow they didn't have nothing to do in the film it was weird yeah Except I sit in chairs and ruminate on how bad these people were and then to show up at the end yeah they're they're the Harold Loomis and it and they're not used particularly well I don't think they act particularly well um again with all the caveats I put on 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 terms of performances earlier um and and they don't they really don't serve a purpose ultimately. If it not for the fact that I think it was clear that they were meant to show up at the end, I would think that those scenes were because there's no interaction between the cops until the very end of the film with the other characters. I would have thought that those were scenes were added just to pad the movie because the movie does run like 80 minutes, right, 79 minutes or something like that. Yeah, and, yeah right. You know, and in order, to be, generally speaking, in order to be counted as a movie, you have to be of a, a minimum length. Um. I, I don't us. give I don't give many caveats for acting because when I see a stage show here in a small place that only holds a hundred audience members and there's better acting in that, then you know there needs to be some work done. Yeah, but I, I'll say the the community theaters, and I've got like a friend who directs uh, the community theaters out in the Hamptons. Admittedly, the Hamptons has a, maybe a little bit of different talent pool. Um, he, you know, they they have weeks of rehearsal. I have no idea how much rehearsal these people get a chance to do. Well, that's true. <laughs> um, 
So, you know, it could, it could very easily be, you know, that, hey, this is my uncle Marty who's playing the cop number two. Um, it, it, it's a different thing, right? Actors tend to turn out for community theaters. People who want to act and been doing acting. Um, and when you're making a movie on your own, you might just be grabbing, who, like, your Bruce Campbell, right? Your, whoever your, your, your best friend happens to be. Or the guy who happens to be working in the gas station when you're filming there. Right. <laughs> so I want to be a little careful, and especially in, in film more than anything. It's which, which take are you using? Uh, although yeah, a lot of times that's a big one. I was going to mention that earlier. If they, they, they could have been the best takes except for the acting, right? <laughs> we don't know. Yes. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, and and the good thing nowadays is, is it's all digital, so you don't have to worry about wasting film stock. So you you it must come down to either they're just not experienced enough, or they just didn't have the time to make multiple takes, or or like you said, Barrett, uh, they did a bunch of takes, and then when they go back to the editing room and they find one that's really good, it's just that unfortunately every one of them has some sort of flaw. In it. Yeah, and so, exactly. Yeah, yeah, or just a bad out. editor. That's always possible, too. That is, that is, yeah. yeah. Bad editor, and also community theater usually has an experienced director. That is true. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, anything else that we wanted to bring up on this film here that we missed uh, that's on anybody's list? Anyone? Absolutely I'm good. not. All right, so yeah, I think that's pretty much it too. Uh, I, I, that was all my list. Uh, the the speech by the the killer Bianca, the the cops, and them showing up at the very end and all that stuff. So I, I got all my checklists. So um, all right, so I guess we can get into our final thoughts on this film here. But before we do, we have uh, uh, some time to talk about what we've been watching and and things of that nature. So uh, you know, if we had any uh, TV shows, movies, video games. Uh, books that may be related to genre or horror or whatever that may interest uh, the people that would listen to this podcast. So uh, we'll, we'll go around the, the virtual room here. And uh, Barrett, why don't we start with you? Uh, I know you've been playing Diablo and the Vampires. Uh, what, what's going on besides? Uh, what's tell us a little bit about that and anything that you've watched or whatever? Um, I have finished the season um, and. It's it's been pretty good. They're going to have some more events this season, uh something for the December month and then some other big time thing to kill. Um I've had some a pretty good group of two of my other friends uh killing some pretty hard stuff and that's been pretty neat, but a little bit of the grindiness is is not neat. Um I don't like that. Like you have to kill this monster to get a piece to kill the next monster. So then you have to kill this weak monster a hundred times so you can get what you need from the next monster, stuff like that. But anyway, uh, I had a good time with it. I'll probably play it off and on through the end of the season. Um, and then the other thing, um, I finished watching Loki and the winter King. Um, I thought Loki was really, really well done. I thought it was better than the first season. Um, and I really enjoyed it. And the Winter King, I enjoyed a lot too. I thought it was pretty well done. Uh, we'll see where that show goes. I think it's going to have more seasons. So, uh, what 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 station is the Winter King on? It's on MGM. Oh, okay. And and what type of TV show is that? Since I'm not familiar with that one. 
King Arthur storyline. Oh yeah, yeah, you mentioned that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they changed some of the stuff he said, um, but but all in all, it was uh, solid enough. Very good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what level uh, finishes the season uh, for this? What's it called? This season called the something of vampires or something. Uh, season of blood, I think. Last yes, one was malignant. Blood. Yeah, season of blood. Um, I mean, you can. I, you pretty much have to go to a hundred to finish it out because some of the things you have to kill are really, really hard. So you can't quite uh, not not do it. <laughs> gotcha. All right, sounds good. Uh, let's go, you, Mike. What do you got? Um, yeah, I went. To, I did go see uh, the Marvels. I know it's not horror, and I was one of the few. Uh, and I had fun with it. It is not a it's not a brilliant film by any means. It is, I think, better than the, at least the script is better than the first Captain Marvel film. Um, it, I think it's the biggest problem. It, it moves fast. It moves really fast. And I can understand some people kind of maybe being thrown because, you know, you're dealing with a character that was in a billion dollar film, actually two billion dollar films. And then a character who really was only featured in, in, in a, Disney Plus TV show and another character was featured in a Disney Plus TV show and they may not have that same attachment to it and then because it's a, it's a space thing you know with those Kree and the scrolls and people may just not be that familiar with that part of the comic book mythology even though they've used it in the Marvel stuff before so I can see people kind of being turned off by some of that and how it comes but I'll tell you the audience I was with applauded at the end of the film they liked it they enjoyed it and most of the people I know who have seen it enjoyed it the people I hear trashing the movie or most of the people who would never go see it in the first place so if you happen to be a fan of the marvel films um then you can leave whatever baggage you have out uh behind well it's not a perfect story it's not a perfect script it's um it works i think it's fun uh the other thing i've been doing it so i mentioned i long time listeners know i got a nintendo switch earlier in the year so i'm kind of catching up on games i'm finally uh started playing uh Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Uh, I know that we're already a game beyond that that got released this year, but I, uh, but that's sort of the sequel to Breath of the Wild, so I wanted to play Breath of the Wild first. And it's it's good. It's a Zelda game, so it should be good. Um, but it's uh, what I find interesting is that it's unlike past Zelda games, which have a very problematic, in my opinion, formula, uh, this one is an open-world game, and there's some really inventive stuff that you can do and um, it's something that really encourages like play and exploration and uh, just trying different things to see what will happen. And uh, it's it's weird. It's just weird. Like in watching some of the, like just to kind of catch myself up to speed on things, like the things you can do that you didn't realize you could do. Um, it, it just it's just I definitely recommend it if you have any interest in 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 video games. And what's it called again, Mike? Well, Legend of Zelda: Breath of Breath of the Wild. Is that a new one? Like, like twenty twenty three, or or did you? No, twenty twenty three was Tears of the Kingdom. Yeah, that's right. But, that's, but it's a sequel to Breath of the Wild, um, and because uh, it's basically using the same the same map with uh, you know some with different skins, different overlays, is my understanding. But it's in a different story um, than improved game mechanics, probably. But it's yeah, it's it's just um, it's a massive world, like a lot of these open world games are. Um, and it's, like I said, it's just inventive stuff. There's stuff that you're there to, to play with, to see what can you do. 
Can you choose your character, or, or is you just stuck as the like one character? You play, you play Zing. You play Link. Yeah. You and play he does not Link. have to look at Phil, so. Now, are you playing it connected to a TV, or are you playing it straight on the Switch? I'm just curious. I very rarely play the Switch as the, as the handheld. So I'm yeah, I was wondering, because I tried it on the handheld, and it just didn't seem vibrant enough to me. Right. Yeah, I would think the, the bigger the screen, the better, obviously. Uh, how, how different is Legend of Zelda than, say, a Final Fantasy? Uh, what, what's the difference between the two? Do you, do you have any idea, Mike? Yeah, it's very different. It's not a turn-based role-playing game like Final Fantasy is. Gotcha. Uh, it's uh, it, sort of an, an adventure role-playing game. Um, and so you, you know, you, and, it's, and it's a solo thing. It's not a team effort. Right. So you're, you're controlling the lone hero who's making his way through the landscape, and I like that it's sort of a – I mean, it's it's exaggerating to say it's a post-apocalyptic landscape because it's your typical fantasy thing, but it's also like after um, – there are remnants of giant machines that uh, like turned against humanity because eventually they will, as you know, um, that dot the landscape and some of them are still there blowing people up, but you have some ruins and, and things. It's it's um so it's a little different. Every Zelda game is the same and every Zelda game is different. And this is it's it's just weird. They always introduce some new weird mechanic to it. Um this is the one that they really decided to just go completely different compared to yeah. the other ones. Alright, all right. Yeah, it sounds interesting with, with like, like there's no, it's like there's no desert, it's just a lot of open exploring. Leftover uh, robots and stuff, but it's a lot of open exploring. Um Right, and you know you have to go and just and do things. It's and so it's all like these little side missions and quests. You know, as you go through your main mission to eventually defeat the baddie and you know liberate Mike, what the king. What was that that game that you played? That was also an adventure game that was like humongous and it took all your time for one year or two years. Skyrim. Yeah, Skyrim. So is, is it similar to that, Legend of Zelda? Mm. Yes, Zelda's so. really its own thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's really it's like there's elements like the fact that it's this open world you can explore and it's a fantasy world, that's how it's kind of similar to Skyrim. But Skyrim is, you know, very heavily political. You know, you have uh, uh there's a lot of let's say you know cinematic cutscenes and this is uh, this is more I, I I hate to use the word because it's it's more like uh it's more family friendly than than Skyrim would have been. Um, well, you know, when the first one came out, it was there weren't a whole lot of role playing games, and it came out on you know on the Nintendo. Yeah, uh, was, that was uh, nineteen eighty eight or eighty nine, something. Yeah, like that. so role playing games and, were not huge then, right? And Ocarina of Time, which was on the Nintendo sixty four, was the first time they made a three D game, and that's still considered one of the the the, the best games that was ever made. Um, and they can still get a good story, even if they're, you know, it's not a story that's based on deep political intrigue. Um, and so it's just weird. The whole, in fact, they're at the point now uh, that, like, the fact that the games are the same and different, that you just get these recurring rhyming themes from one game to the next to the next is, is actually kind of a feature of the overall story arc and then there's always like these debates where does each game fit in the overall narrative of each world as this hero keeps getting reborn into this world um the hero the villain the princess all get reborn into this world again and again and again 
Gotcha. Now, uh, Mike, um, you've been watching that uh, um, Apple show about people going to the moon and it's fake and all, and the Russians. Oh yeah. Over the yeah. What's that going on? Well, it, that? It's not fake. There's, I mean, I mean, it's it's it's. I mean, it's a TV show. It's not a reality show. So it's no, no, no. Right. That's what I meant. Yeah. Yeah. Fake but no, it's an alternate sense. history. It's what it's uh, for all mankind, and they did. They, they did. Thank you for God. They did start the uh, the new season. I watched the first episode. So the original season starts in 1969 with the Russians landing on the moon, and then it uses that as a launching point to what you know. How might the world be different? Um, and the basic, I really the the thing is why? What if the space race never ended? And so their thought was, well, what if, if one way to get make sure the space race continued is, well, what if the Russians went first, made it there first, because they kind of gave up after we got there. Um, and so uh, every season they jump forward a decade. So season one is like say the is the late is 1969 to early 70s. The second season is I think 1983. The third season was about 1995 or so, um, and now they're jumped into uh, around 2000, somewhere, I'm going to say, I think, 2004, um, somewhere around there. I don't remember if it's the uh, 2000 or 2004 presidential election. Um and we're at the point at again with the space race never having ended, where there's a colony on the moon, um, and we don't really get to where the conflict for the season's going to be. The first episode just kind of connects you, um, uh, kind of connects you up uh, to what's happened to our characters over the last ten years. So I'm sorry. So there's a colony on the moon. There's a colony on Mars. Is is getting established. That was pretty much the whole thing. That the third season was the race to make it to Mars. Uh, and now we're 10 years past that. Gotcha. All right. Anything else, Mike? Uh, no, that's it. All right. Uh, let's go with me. Oh, I have to say, by the way, I'm waiting uh, soon. The, the uh, I can't remember what the uh, Monarch is going to be debuting on Apple Plus, which is that? a Monarch is a tie in to the King Kong Godzilla uh, oh yeah, franchise, and it stars Kurt Russell and his son, and they're going to be. Uh, his son is playing Kurt Russell when he's younger. Uh, is, so is it a TV? It's, a, it's TV. a TV series. Oh, oh, we should do a podcast on it with, with giant monsters. I would be, I would be down for that. Hell uh, yeah, we'll set, we'll set that up. And I right. and I do know in seeing one of the ads for it that John Goodman has at least a small, has at least an appearance in it. So you're talking about flashing back to the like the Kong oh, Island, King Kong. Kong. yeah, Kong. yeah, right, right, right. Uh, and that's I guess who Kurt Russell's son will be playing, and then Kurt Russell will be playing himself in the modern era, uh, which I'm going to guess is going to be in that. Uh, it's going to be in the post 2014 Godzilla timeline, but I don't know where. I don't know if it's uh, after King of the Monsters, if it's after uh, Godzilla versus Kong. Uh, but hey, maybe this one actually has a halfway decent story. Now is is this um uh when's that supposed to exactly come out, do you know? I don't know. I'm pretty sure it's November. Yeah, all right. Well we'll 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 we'll, we'll follow that. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll follow that and, and coordinate for sure. All right, sounds good. Um yeah, for me, uh so I've been uh playing Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, Phantom City, uh the the 
the downloadable content that can't that just came out. Uh still doing that. Uh it's, it's awesome. Uh basically uh Grand Theft Auto in a cyberpunk world. Um so it, it's pretty pretty cool. Um highly recommend. Uh, I've been reading some of the She-Hulk and Supergirl uh, comic books that are that have been coming out uh, recently. Since uh, I'm always at Newberry Comics now, um, to burn an hour between uh, getting out of work when I go to the Ooh, office. To play Shriva. Yeah, no kidding. Huh? I used to. Uh, I lived in Boston for a year, and uh, there's a Newberry Comics up around uh, where Tower Records used to be. Yeah. Um, yep. Yep. Yeah, they, they've expanded. They're they're all over the place now in the New England area, um, and uh, they, they've expanded to the point where now it's uh, not just music and comic books, but there's like collectibles and, and stuff like that. So it's it's, it's pretty cool. Um, and then playing uh, Street Fighter Six, and uh, so doing that a lot recently. Uh, really good. Uh, there's even a um, a world part where you create a character and and you're in the world it's, it's kind of interesting so that they're expanding it more than just a, a regular fight game uh and then i bought a book called powers of a girl uh it's it's the marvel universe and it's basically an encyclopedia of um the woman superheroes and villains from the marvel universe uh i actually picked it up for three ninety nine on sale and it's usually a twenty dollar book uh at Newberry Comics. Uh so that was pretty 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 good uh coup uh there I felt. Uh basically the unique book is the perfect start or addition to any Marvel fans collection using her in depth knowledge and passion for superheroes, Lorraine Sink not sure who that is, you may know Mark Mike. Uh explores the lives of the exceptional and diverse women of the Marvel universe. Uh so she hucks in there and a bunch of others. Um and then playing some near automata. Uh again too. Uh, it's always good to go back to some of the older video games. And uh and then I saw uh uh, Taylor Swift, uh, the Errors movie, a no fourth beard. time with my daughter. Uh, and that's pretty awesome as well. Uh, so that's all I got, Eric. Uh, so <laughs> what do you have, even though no one cares? <laughs> oh, I, I actually got not much of anything. Um, Are you serious? Oh, yes. Uh, I've just been watching YouTube shit. Uh, the only thing that might be of interest to listeners is uh, I discovered that the uh, long-running uh, true crime show uh, Forensic Files – is now available on Hulu. Um, so if you're into that kind of thing, it's there. Love it. <laughs> available on Hulu for now. Right. And what 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 is it? Is it a documentaries or stuff? It's uh it's a it's basically they go back through old cases and explain how uh, they used uh, forensic science to solve a case. Oh, that's pretty interesting. Yeah, well, it started running in 1996. So some of the yeah, some of the first episodes were like, there's this new crazy theory about matching people's DNA. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so, so be prepared uh, for that if you decide to go check out the early seasons. But I still find it pretty interesting. So, so the yeah. one year I taught a forensics class, um because we just haven't had too many sections of it. Uh, usually it's another teacher who does it. So we would have uh, Forensics Fridays, and we would usually watch an episode of the Forensic Files. Mm-hmm. Um, and you could do we, – we ended up doing, like, Forensics Friday bingo, where you're like, okay, who had Walmart? Who had uh, <laughs> who had pickup trucks? Who had That's a lawn? Fine. 
<laughs> who had sex? You know, it's like it's all who had semen. You know, it's just it's like every episode. It's woman abducted from Walmart parking lot by a guy in a pickup truck. You know, it's just it's like every well, other there, episode. There, there are definitely uh, patterns. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's maybe why horror films have become tropes themselves because it, it, these type of crimes repeat over and over, right? I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's very unfortunate. Yeah, uh, and it's not like every blonde who goes to a Walmart parking lot gets abducted by a guy in a trucker hat with a pickup truck, but a lot of them do. Yeah, enough to make it scary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Okay. No. <laughs> not. Nuts, I tell you. Um, all right. Anything else, Eric? Nope. All right. That is it. All right. So uh, just a couple other things uh, before we get into some house cleaning. Uh, so, yeah, look out for uh, – it appears that we're going to be doing a podcast on that Apple show again. What's that called again, Mike? Uh, I think it's called Monarch. Yeah, Monarch. You're right. There's a subtitle, too. Yeah. Yeah, Eyes of the monsters or something. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, so so we'll we'll t- we'll uh, Leg- uh, Monarch Legacy of Monsters. Yeah, there you go, there you go. So so uh, look out for that. We'll we'll let people know uh, sooner as we get closer to the release date on that. Um, and uh, besides that, we can get into some of our other house cleaning, which is uh, some important stuff. Which is Eric, you actually do another podcast with your buddy Dan. I do. Uh, it's a general interest podcast called the Scancity Podcast. That's spelled S-K-A-N-C-I-T-Y. Uh, you can find it wherever you get podcasts. All right. Sounds good. Uh, now, uh, Barrett, uh, what's that other podcast that me and you, uh, do together, uh, with, uh, generally other people, me, you, and, uh, Dan Lunch actually just joined us. Uh, what is that podcast? Yeah. Halloween Boutique Psychotronic Reviews. Um, we just recorded with Dan, our friend Dan Lynch. Um, we did an episode about the movie Dread, um, which was pretty fun. And I'm not sure when that's coming out, but I think you had – it sounded like you were going to have that out fairly soon. So, Yeah, I was going to have it out earlier Dread, this week. Dread, the remake of Judge Dread? Yes. Yeah. Okay. But I was going to have it out earlier this week, actually the day after we recorded it. But as you know, work has been crazy, especially since we're yes. going on vacation and we want to make sure everything is done before we go on vacation. Yes. And, and never mind the fact that uh, uh, I got a release, and you probably do too, that, that we have to – yeah, so you know what I'm talking about. So so yeah. I'm hoping to get it out tomorrow, uh, Dread, as well as the Dark Discussions over the weekend as well. So one of the other – I think the Dark Discussions will be tomorrow, and then Dread will be – like on Sunday or Monday, and then I'm going to do dark discussions on Thanksgiving Day and then maybe uh, the Sunday following Thanksgiving as well. So five episodes will be coming out in the next like uh, week and a half. You're going to be busy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I'll just set them all up. And then and then program uh, you know the drop date because it can do it. Ah, you know, like, yeah. yeah. So so that that'll make it a little easier. Um, all right. And uh, Mike, uh, what's that other podcast that me, you, and Eric do? And we're actually uh, recording uh, right after Thanksgiving on the twenty seventh. Uh, you're talking about um, sorry, Cinema La Carte. Yeah, that's right. What's that all about? Uh, so Cinema La Carte is our uh, not quite dark discussions movie movie podcasts uh, where you and I and Eric take turns choosing films that may or may not tend to star Tom Cruise, but that would not comfortably fit underneath the the dark discussions umbrella 
Uh, so we have uh, done movies like Inside Out and The Edge and uh, uh, History of Violence and uh, Dalit and Forbidden Planet and Twelve Monkeys. And uh, there's more of that to come. And uh, so my film pick is up next, and it will be my Tom Cruise pick. And then, uh, then I think it's it's Phil's. I think it's Phil, and we don't know what Phil's going to pick. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, actually, I did allude to a film that we almost did, but I, I still may just stick with it. But we'll, we'll figure it out when we get to to me. Um, uh, film. What's that? Oh, Is yeah. It? Well. The concert movie. Yeah, no, no, it's not not the concert <laughs> film. It was about a baseball player, but we'll, 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 we'll talk about that after. Uh, I mean, after we record. But yeah, yeah I, 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 Phil, that's your choice, right? That's right. Well, I was I was suggesting that as a Halloween boutique psychotronic review. You know, you remember I mentioned that a couple of times. Yeah. Um, but either way, um, that's cool. And uh, Barrett, what's that podcast that me, you, Kevin Letts, and and Sean Fox just uh, wrapped up? Bo Hancock and the One Piece, uh, based on the uh, show One Piece, the live action version, not the um, <laughs> anime. Uh, and yeah, it's a great show. You should listen to the podcast. You should watch the show. Really well worth watching. Best show of the year. Yep. Absolutely. It was damn good. Uh, all right. So that's pretty much uh, some of the house cleaning here. So uh, let's get into our final reviews on this film here. Uh, Hands of Hell. So uh, let's start with you, uh, Eric. Uh, I didn't care for the movie. Um, if it shows up for free on a streaming service, maybe check it out. But uh, I, I, I didn't care for it. That's that's all I'm going to say. All right. Sounds good. Um Let's see. Uh, let's go with you, Barrett. Yeah, I'm in the same boat as Eric. Um, it, you know, it's a for me. It could be a background movie, um, but yeah, it's it's not my favorite movie this year. That's for sure. All right, sounds good. Uh, f- um, for me, um, yeah, I actually thought it was uh, pretty fun. I, I mean, I enjoyed it. I, I see everybody's points in the flaws. It's definitely not a, a fantastic film by any means, uh, but I, I felt it had enough uh, interesting aspects in the sense that even though uh, the gore was offline, um, it was still uh, interesting enough and, and intense enough, even though they could have made it way better. And uh, the the girls were, were attractive enough, even if uh, they they alluded to things to B movie madness and, and it never really got there. But all in all, uh, solid enough. And uh, yeah, yeah, I I, I generally enjoyed it. Um, let's go with you, Mike. I didn't hate the film. Uh, I didn't really like the film, though. Um, I, I think it's like I said it's. It, like Barrett said, if it's on in the background, I guess it would be passable. If somebody really wants to see it, you know, if this is right up their alley and they just happen to have a hankering for serial killer couples in uh, in, in roadside motels, um, okay, then, then then you might want to give it a shot. I would not tell somebody like I would with other films that, like, no, this is just bad. You know, God knows I've seen movies like Jupiter Ascending that had billions of dollars wasted on it. Um, and it's better some, than some of that. Um, look, it's a it's a first time I think director, or it's a, certainly a low budget director, and I always got to give them credit for doing it. Um, I, I just didn't find anything in this film particularly compelling. 
Um, it was I wanted to find something that really like like, and I didn't really get there. I didn't find a hook. Um, and I don't know that there was a lot that was really unforgivably bad. Yes, there were there were problems because of the budget, uh, but I'm much more forgiving of those, and I think most people should probably try to be. Uh, but in the end, I just um, it, it's very very bland. And I hope they have a, you know, she, she makes another one, and I hope she has more time to devote to the script or maybe gets some help with the script. All right, sounds good. So, uh, once again, the film is called Hands of Hell. Uh, it's directed and co-directed by uh, Gianna Lutz and Andrew Evans, uh, written by Gianna Lutz, stars Gianna Lutz, uh, among uh, numerous other folks, including Adriana Camacho, McPike, uh, and Abby Anderson, and Adam Kitch, Kitchen, among others. Uh, the film is readily available wherever films can be found uh, for rental or purchase. Um, the film um, isn't yet, to my knowledge, on, on a streaming service, but uh, again, still uh, e- easily attainable for uh, a fair price. And again, it's always good to help independent filmmakers. Uh, so yeah, that's our... Uh, no, no, streaming service it's, it's it is on streaming services that's how we got to see it well rental streaming service though right it wasn't right that's what i'm saying it's not on a free streaming service that's yeah yeah, streaming. yeah that's that, i'm sorry yeah that, that's what i meant it's it's only a, a video on demand not not actually video demand is netflix too so either way everybody knows what we're talking about so yeah well and that's a good point though um it's i paid 4 for 99 and i'm not like upset that i paid it so right right <laughs> It's, it, you know, I like to give to the independent filmmakers, too, and it was, you know, a definite attempt and just didn't work for me. Yeah, fair enough. There you go. Uh, so, yeah, uh, that's that's uh, our review and discussion of the film Hands of Hell 2023. And with all that stated, Eric, why don't you lead us out? All right. Thanks for tuning in and listening to us talk about Hands of Hell. Come back next week. We'll have another topic. <laughs>